I think this bloke who we're about to speak to has had so many lifetimes crammed into the one. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know whether there's not enough time to speak to him about every aspect of his life because no. uh, everything from like his life as a journalist, his life as a senator, his life as a jailbird, his life as yeah. like there's just so I many. about that. Yeah. yeah. Politician. A politician. But, yeah. but there's so much that he must be proud of. Um, and I'm talking about none other than human headline himself, Darren Hinch. Hello, Darren. Hey, Tanya. Hello, Steve. That's that's very sweet. That's uh, true, there's though. There's a lot to get in there, you know, and before, because we're going to talk about your book, but before, while Tanya brought it up, I do want to ask you, you've interviewed every uh, Prime Minister, l- literally every, have you noticed the change in the type of men that become Prime Ministers now? Uh, yeah, well, um, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. I've interviewed every Prime Minister from Robert Menzies to, um, to Morrison. Um, they're not as pompous now. I mean... The, the the press is more, is more more rugged and will go after them more. I mean, in Menzies' day, uh, he didn't, and even Jokey Olby Peterson would say, you know, feed the chickens. It was like, you know, you you, you were at their bidding. That's not that like that anymore. And social media has changed politics dramatically as well. Mm. Um, we know that your you know your history with child protection and the reason you've ended up in jail. Um, those times is because you didn't fear um, naming serial child offenders, molesters, and um, you were held in contempt of court numerous times. Darren, would you do it again tomorrow? Even I'd do the... it again tomorrow. I'd do it again today. Look, a couple of weeks ago, I was a witness at a uh, at a case where a a victim, a pedophile victim, a victim of a pedophile ring, by a man at the um, Footscray Football Club. Uh, they claimed in their defence years and years later that that happened back in the 1980s and people weren't aware of child molesting back then. Well, I was going to jail back then mm. over trying to expose pedophile priests and people. And anyway, that young man, I appeared as, as an expert witness for him in the case a couple of weeks ago, and he just won against the, the Western Bulldogs $4 million. Wow. So I'm still there, still hanging in there. Right? Yeah. And it's good, you know, that conviction, I think, a lot of people for whatever, as you said, human headline, all the things, Darren, um, you've certainly done a lot of great things over but, the years. But why? Well, my, my, joke, my joke used to be, people said, he's a man of his convictions. And I said, yeah, I wish I didn't have so many. Yeah. <laughs> why, why that, though, Darren? I mean, did it come from a personal place? Why did... Uh, no, look, uh, for years, I was molested as a child. Um, okay. I was about 10, but I, that didn't enter my head. I... Uh, um, and I didn't raise that in case people thought that was the reason mm. for it all. When I was a new editor of a newspaper in Sydney, the Sydney Sun, I was putting headlines out saying, why is this man not in jail? And so it goes back to the to the 70s when I, when I was doing it. So, uh, And it's just something that came to me. Uh, a journalist brought me this story about this pedophile priest called Glennon, uh, who was still running a camp for kids in Lancefield, even though he'd been in jail for raping a 10-year-old girl. And so I went public with it and said, you know, why is this man still a priest? Why is he running this camp? Where he's often the only ad- or adult there. So, but listen, I um, I, I it's funny. I'm good on talking to you because that area above you, Port Stephens, has become my second home in recent years. Oh. Is that right? Um, Port Stephens, Shoal Bay, um, and I've 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 been recording with my editor and and, and producer, uh, Nikki Elliott. Uh, I've recorded three radio books. Uh, audio books at um, uh, up there at Port Stephens, and so one of the stories in my new book of short stories uh, has a, a, an heiress wanting to murder her wealthy parents, and they happen to own a farm at Salt Ash. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh and uh, 
she's up there visiting her parents at Salt Ash and she decides she's going to murder them. But the day she's meant to have a hitman take out her mum and dad, they disappear. And she thinks somebody's beaten me to it. So oh. that all happens around that all happens around Salt Ash and Shoal Bay and Port Stevens and so on. Oh, I love it up there. I just love it. Yeah, we often say, you know, um, everyone talks about the Whit Sundays. You go to Shoal Bay and you look out and we've got it right here. Oh, yeah. Well, look, at that, the Shoal Bay Club or Shoal Bay um, Club there right on, 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 the, on the road, yeah. right on the water, it's just divine. Yeah, yeah. that's the country club. Yeah, so you've obviously, yeah, that's it. you've obviously had a, had a nosh two or two at, at Atmos, the Greek place uh, as look, well. I, I, well, I stay at the Ramada just yes. next door. Yep. And, uh, and the, the country club becomes my place to drop in and have a, have a, oh, have a drink. Lovely. Or, well, this book you're talking about, this is um, your first book of short stories. I love the fact that supposedly they're fiction, but you call them faction mm. because they're drawn from the many experiences <laughs> in your own life. And we can sit and, and maybe guess as to who maybe you're writing about. Well, that is true. Sometimes, look, the one I write about a crooked senator uh, is, is fiction. <laughs> well, that could fact, be anyone, Darren. It could be. But I'm like, and you'll be saying, oh, I know who that is, or I know who that is. And hopefully you don't know too much because I don't want to get sued. Um, well, what again, I like about that, Darren, though, is the fact that we are left to a guess, and I think never finding out the truth is better. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's good. Look, I um, it started out by accident because I started out writing a full-length novel uh, on one of my characters. He's been in novels before. Uh, a foreign correspondent called Jonathan Hunter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it started out to be a full-length novel. But I was having lunch with my friend and ex-TV producer, Dermot O'Brien, one Saturday, and I said, I'm stuffed. I said, a novel runs about 65,000 words. I've only got to 12,000, I've told the whole story. <laughs> and he said, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, you can't pad for 50,000 words. So, <laughs> Not know. I've read some books that do, Darren. <laughs> no, so anyway, I... Uh, he said, make it into short stories. So I did. It'll be fun. It's called Darren Hinch Short Stories. Great Christmas stocking stuffer. No. Darren, um, it's called Darren Hinch Short Stories. Please, can I be so bold as to ask you for a shame, shame, shame? <laughs> Please, Darren. You know what really worries me about that, Darren? I was right. just about to ask it too and thought, no, I'm too embarrassed. Uh, yeah, well, hold on. You can, you can tape this and use it, can't you? Yep. Shame, shame, shame. Oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> Darren, it's so lovely catching up with you and lovely even to know that you're in Shoal Bay. Love oh, that. yeah. Yeah. It's a dr- dream place, I tell you. I'm wow. just glad you're doing audio books because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Take care of you. Thank you. Bye-bye.